Ben Lawrence. Paul Goody. So, uh, we are, uh, to my watch, 13 minutes past when the podcast was supposed to start. Yep. Uh, you sent me a text message that said, yo, and here's exactly what happened. I, I have no idea how to explain this other than just to tell you the sequence of events. I got off work. Normally, I got off work at 4 o'clock, uh, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. And then I was receiving um, some, you know, things going on at work. So I actually ended up um, starting work, or not starting work, but leaving work at 4.30 rather than 4 o'clock. Yeah. And Jennifer's like, we got to get some mushrooms for dinner. And so I went with her to the place. And this is, you know, uh, we start at 6 o'clock hmm. our time. So perfect. No problem whatsoever, right? No yeah. problem. You know, we have tons <clears throat> of time. I the come, mushroom store isn't that far away. Exactly. And we get back in enough time. And, and Jennifer's like, okay, you got to wash the rice for the dinner that I'm going to make. And I was like, okay, that sounds great. I will go ahead and wash this rice. The reason I keep pausing and looking is that I keep on getting the system notification helper that a system restart is needed to complete the update process. And it looks like it's just not going to go away that I'm going to get, <laughs> I, I mean, because I, seriously, the, the, the mentions of it, they just keep coming. I, I think, I think I may have to pause my story just for a second so I can show you this. Can you see okay. my screen? I can. Yeah, that looks uh, <laughs> that looks like a bug it, of some sort. It doesn't go away. It just they just yeah. keep happening. But I am recording, as you can see yeah. the uh, the thing goes. So I'm just going to keep it. Uh, so I get back. Software gore. And you Jennifer get back says, in your constantly can you throwing wash, Jennifer under the bus. Can you? No, 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 not at all. She says, can you wash the rice? And I'm like, yeah, sure. I will I will wash the rice. So I wash the rice. I finish washing the rice. I'm done. And I say, great. I'm done washing the rice. Now I can do whatever I want. And I start <laughs> watching the latest episode of uh, Poker Face. And then, because that, that came out. And I'm like, yay. Yeah. And then I get your text. So between... And, I, and I've me I mentioned several times on the trip out that I have the podcast tonight. You know, we get back in time. I'd say yeah, we're back in time for the podcast. So what I've pinpointed is it is the moment I get done washing the rice, I'm done with the thing I was supposed to do. The thing I was supposed to do being wash the rice. And so in my head, I'm done with everything I'm supposed to do. And the, the evening, I have nothing else, you know, planned. And so I just start doing stuff. That's what it seems like to me. Also, my alarm, uh, I mean, I don't have an alarm. I have a a, uh, a notification. Notification yeah. is on. It works. But I didn't get a ding or anything. So I'm going to go into that now. That's, that's the next thing I'm going to do right now. As we're doing the podcast, because it's great, I'm going to go in. I'm looking for today. It says podcast. I'm going to go into the podcast. 
I'm going to edit, and you see right now it says alert none. Sure, yeah. I'm going to uh, change the alert, <laughs> and I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say five, no, how long, how long did it take me to, 13 minutes from the time that, or you told me at nine, right? Or nine after? So it was yeah, like. Yeah, I, I gave I'm you the benefit 10, of the doubt. I'm going to say 10 minutes before. Save for future events. All right, so now I should hopefully get a ding when it happens. And that should that should save some uh, some stuff. Hey, speaking about saving some stuff, uh, there's some stuff that I'm going to save to the end uh, when the when the audience isn't listening. The ongoing so, saga of the post show commentary. Get ready for that. Yeah. Um. Hey, speaking of the post show commentary, look, it's Edward the dog. Hey, Edward. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Has absolutely no idea what's going on. Oh, just nothing behind those tiny little eyes. <laughs> That's not true, though. He knows when he's a good boy. For instance. And he gets very excited. Um, hey, there's something to talk about. Um, those, you remember those those dogs that um, that press the buttons and they say things? The buttons say things. Oh yeah, and people think the dogs understand English. Yep, yep, yep. And I and I made fun of that with Baggy the bag that speaks English. Did you? Remember you? that at all? Uh, I, I did it on TikTok. It was it was a bag that had different words written in it. I'm like, hey Baggy, how are you feeling today? And I picked out a word, and the word was um, the word was something like scientist. I'm like, Baggy, you feel like a scientist? Baggy's really curious today. And then that sort of thing. Uh, but, yeah. as I watch it and as I work with Edward, just in general, as a dog. Now, he won't use the buttons because he's afraid of them. <laughs> and also, he weighs less, so he can't really push them. Um, but, I mean, he knows words, Right. I don't and think it was so much that the that the dogs understand words is that the dogs knew the syntax. Yeah. And so, you know, that there there was there was something that uh one of the people uh so so Jason Alexander and this other guy Jason Alexander from Seinfeld and this other guy have a, a podcast called Really No Really and I and I listened to a little bit of it because it was about this and you know as you know i'm interested in it um i mentioned this thing about coco the gorilla where people were like coco the gorilla was sad because robin williams died and when you actually read what they the people who are with coco wrote she wasn't sad because Co because robin williams died she was sad because the people in the office were sad and she said why are you sad and they said our friend robin williams died and so yeah Coco was being sympathetic. Yeah. But but didn't necessarily equate Robin Williams with that guy she met one time where she, you know, tried on his glasses. Prob yeah, probably not. So so but the basic thing is that um in this case they they were mentioning that their dog was left home alone and they were recording her. Uh, and she pressed the Y button and then made a really, really pitiful sound. Or no, where. It was where. 
If it was why, that, that's that's why? an existential dog quandary. Uh, but yeah, where and then made this really sad noise, and I don't know. There's some if comfort in thinking everybody that dogs... asks. Everybody asks who's a good girl, but nobody ever asks how's the good girl. Oh my god, that's good. Yeah. So um, let's see. Uh, I have been doing a thing where I look at the news and I look at Boing Boing. You remember Boing Boing? Boing Boing. I do. I haven't been to Boing Boing in ages. It's still around. And you it's know what the else same. is still around? Dig is still around. I just saw something D I G G Dig. D I G G Dig. I just saw that they had uh, posted something to. Or, like, somebody posted a link to a dig.com article. And I'm like, wow, that's a blast from the past. Yeah, the onion is still around. As you well, that's not surprising. The, the onion preceded the internet. I started, I started watching uh, the onion's clips on YouTube. And I remember when they came out, I didn't like them that much. I didn't think they were, like, necessarily that funny. But now I really enjoy them. And Jennifer said it might have been because around the time that they first came out, 13 years ago, I was still doing comedy stuff more. And so it might have been professional jealousy. Like, I might have been watching them going, that's not really funny. Which is possible. But I will say that... I can be funnier than that. We enjoyed Mr. Show. You know, and didn't and weren't jealous of them, and didn't say they aren't funny. So never said they weren't funny, but there's still a little bit of jealousy that I was never that we were never involved in something like that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That for sure, for sure. Um, but I think I think what we did was good. I like what we did. Um, it is weird whenever I run into something that's sort of like what we did. Not exactly like what we did, but sort of. Taskmaster is one of those things, I think, a little bit. Um, you know, the... Uh, I wouldn't say the Pajama Men. That was more sketch. There was something... I All I can think of are Japanese game shows. We were kind of like <laughs> a Japanese game show, in a way. But yeah, if you had to, if you had to say, this is what Goody Lawrence would be... If we had gotten a lot of money or fame, was is there any correlation? Is there any thing that's close? I mean, at a point, a lot of people were... I don't want to say ragging on us for being close to Jackass, but we did a lot of like physical stunts during our pieces that yeah. I think... May have become a bit sort of like rote after a while. Well, it was easy, for sure. Yeah. No lines to memorize. You just do a thing and then you just bang on the other person with a plastic bat. Yeah, yeah. So maybe uh, again that that fits into the whole, um, you know, Taskmaster thing, Game Changer. That's another one. Sort of. I that is something. You know, now that I think about it. If Goody, if someone had come to us and said, "Hey, we're going to give you tons of money. We want you to do, <laughs> you know, a regular show," I think we would have ended up doing a game show type thing. Did you I ever feel like? Did you ever watch um, Tim and Eric? Yeah, 
Yeah. Does that correlate? I've never seen them, but I, I hear a lot about them. <laughs> they're still, I mean, they're still a little, a little more sketch than we were. Yeah. If that makes sense. Not, not exactly, but a little. The Now, here's the thing. The Mighty Boosh, uh, much better in, in what they were doing, but I could see... You know, they had music and weird characters and things like that. I mean, obviously, we could just look at naked ladies. That is sort of, <laughs> you know, a thing. But I think it might have been... We might have done an anthology more than characters and stuff. Yeah. I remember but, walking out of the pitch session for Naked Ladies. You and I were walking down the street, and I was, and I was like, Well, I guess we actually have to write a show now because they selected us. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And we did. It would have been... We did. We did write a show. It would have been so easy to not write a show, but I'm glad we did. Yeah. Hey. Uh, so so what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Boing, boing in the news, right? So so I know stuff now, Ben. Stuff that's happened. Oh, you yeah? You can quiz me on the news, and I bet you I can answer. Uh, Gosh, why don't you quiz me? Because uh, nothing's coming to me about what's in the news lately. Oh, okay. Um, so, you know, I'm, I live in Illinois. You do live in Illinois. Uh, what happened recently in Illinois that is rare um, in politics? Did your governor not go to jail? Uh, hey, uh, no. That, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, our governor did not go to jail, but that's not newsworthy. Uh, something political that happened in Illinois that is rare in politics or in Illinois politics? In Illinois politics. And I'll be more specific if you want. It happened in our most populous city. So something happened in Chicago. That is correct. Uh, something political happened in Chicago that is rare. Is this, does this have to do with state level politics? State level uh, government? No, this is city politics. City politics. Something happened in Chicago, in the municipality of Chicago. Um, yeah, no idea. Okay. Maybe there was... The uh, incumbent mayor didn't do what? The incumbent mayor didn't get reelected? Yes, but not only that, the incumbent mayor has not made the runoff. To the mayoral election. Normally oh. the incumbent mayor would be like running against someone else. But it didn't happen. Was, did, who's, mayor, who's the mayor? I think, I think it's Mayor Lightfoot. Did Mayor uh, Lightfoot not want to run? Or just they no, didn't have no, enough mayor, votes? Mayor, or? mayor Lightfoot did not have enough votes. Wow. So I, guess, I, guess, I guess they are not popular in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, or they want they want a, a a heavier fist. Exactly. There's there is a, a talk about um, you know crime. Everybody's talking about crime, of course. In there, oh, there's something that also happened recently. Oh, I remember. Um, who threw whom under the bus? This week in the news. <laughs> Who threw whom under the bus? Um, does this have anything to do with our previous president? 
It does, in a way. Our previous president was tangentially related, made a comment about the... Uh, oh, is this uh, Rupert Murdoch saying yes. that the... Um, Com the, the talking heads on Fox News were lying about the election. That is correct. Yeah. Uh, under oath, he was like, you know, I I suppose I will, you know, be forthright in what I know. And there are some people who said, oh, he shouldn't have done that, which is <laughs> fun. I am enjoying seeing the... Uh, texts and emails from the Fox News talking heads regarding oh, I people didn't see like any of those. Sidney Powell. Yeah, uh, there was, I'm not going to get, a, I'm not going to quote it verbatim yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, because I don't remember, but Sean Hannity had, like he, he, he uh, texted or emailed someone and he was like, Sidney Powell is crazy. I don't believe, I think, she, I don't believe anything she has to say. She's nuts. And then, you know, you cut to, Hannity on Sydney Hannity having Sydney Powell on his show after this exchange and uh, asking her like so tell us what you really know about you know the fraudulent election yeah there was one of the most damning things I think was um, there was a, a reporter for Fox News whose name I don't know a blonde woman because apparently that's all they hire there and she I've seen some dudes fact checked. A tweet from or a truth social post from our previous president about how the election was rigged and stolen and basically said uh, there is no evidence for any of this blah 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 Tucker Carlson texted or emailed someone saying can we fire her seriously um, she's bringing the stock price down Wow yeah 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 um, so there are, yeah, there is also um, a thing about, uh, oh, Jimmy Kimmel did a thing where he posted uh, all the times that Tucker Carlson has said um, good things about Russia. Right. Because he accused Jimmy Kimmel of uh, being a mouthpiece for... A foreign government, <laughs> uh, which I thought was funny. Um, all this, yeah. all this comes around to the the thing about there was a there was a I think it was the Department of Energy who um, posted a thing with low confidence that the COVID nineteen virus escaped from oh, a yeah. lab in China. And that was enough to get, you know, that, that conversation happening again. And so there was a, there was an exchange that I saw on, in Congress. I don't remember who it was, if it was a senator or representative, but one person, um, like said that Donald Trump was, was saying that it was a, a thing from China and he, he had been saying it all along. And then someone else uh, made a point, and this is a Democratic person. Uh, I can't think of his name. Bear, it, like it starts with a B, maybe. Um, but anyway, uh, his his basic thing was uh, he quoted sometimes when um, 
Donald Trump said good things about how China was dealing with the COVID-19 thing. Yeah. So he was like, so, you know, uh, that's, that's your guy. That's not, that's not us. So it was interesting. Um, it is a problem if you make statements that could be considered contradictory because someone could quote whichever one they want. That, I, I mean, that, that would only work if Republicans had shame or a sense of hypocrisy. Oh, yeah. That's the, oh, oh, this, this is the same guy, by the way. Um, he did that and then he, he, um, corrected people in Congress about, they keep on saying the Democrat plan and yeah. he said you should call it the Democratic plan. No, that's, that's their the whole correct thing. adjective. Yeah, no, yeah. they don't do that. They do. They say Democrat specifically as a troll. Yeah, and he—that's what the he said. Democrat he said, Party. Yeah, he said um, it would be like if I started referring to you as banana Republicans, uh, <laughs> which I thought was was fun. Uh, John Stewart went on a little victory lap on his podcast recently because he got a lot of flack a few months ago after going on the Colbert show, and and advocating for advocating that's not the right word but 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 promoting the lab leak theory and now he, that the, he was promoting john stewart he, he, was promoting the lab leak john theory. stewart yeah he was saying that that's what he believed and he got a lot of he a lot of he got a lot of pushback from that and now that the Department of, or is it the Department of Energy, Department of Homeland Security? I, think it, was, I, don't know who's... I think it was the Department of Energy. They're, they they listed a whole bunch of them and what their different things were. Um, yeah. I think so now that it's be... even in the realm of possibility, John yeah. Stewart's like, I told you. Yeah, there's there's high confidence, media confidence, low confidence, I believe. I think that's the way that they work. And we so are... low confidence means yeah. we think that it might be real. Oh, uh, here's another thing. Remember Havana Syndrome? Havana Syndrome. That sounds yeah. like a band. It's, uh, you know, it wouldn't be a bad name for a band. Ben, you and I should think about it, maybe. But the, <laughs> the basic thing is that people thought that maybe all these diplomats and stuff were getting uh, these weird, like, symptoms. And they thought that it might be like a microwave energy weapon that was being trained on people by operatives. And the uh, agencies had just released a thing saying that um, there is there is no um, no evidence that that is the case, and they believe that the report they have pretty high confidence that the report is correct. So the idea is, well, I mean, this is still happening, but what is it? They all because all the report said was it's not a foreign actor who's doing it or an enemy so does that mean you know is it is it a problem with the places is it mass hysteria you know dogs and have, cats living together yeah exactly so i don't know i do remember this though um and i i i know this sounds crazy but there was a place in the international district if you're walking from where where vulcan is yeah uh, and you're walking to where the martial arts center is. You remember that? The place I used to go, the martial arts place? Yeah, I don't remember the name of the street, but I know where it was. If you're, if you're walking that path, 
on on the streets, you know, because you make a couple of turns, but on one like, of the streets, yeah. every time I would walk there, I would get this headache and my teeth would ache really, really bad. And just at that part of the thing, and I, and I, I thought to myself that there must be like a an electrical wire under the ground that's shorting out There's, or something. I mean, who knows what is surrounding us these days? Famously, Lucille Ball, like back in the. 60s got a, a radio transmitter through a tooth filling. Ah. And, you know, so, and, you know, now the amount of electrical energy surrounding us is, has just exploded. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It. <coughs> yeah. Hey. No, but, I mean, the army has, I mean, the military has produced these sorts of weapons where it's like a vomit gun, you know? They just aim this thing at opposing soldiers, making them, for what it, however it works, making them vomit, you know? Yeah. I mean, that is a, that is a pretty... I mean, when all you said vomit that gun, a, I thought of a super soaker filled with vomit, and that, <laughs> in and of itself, would also be horrible. I mean, all things considered, uh, the, the gun that makes opposing soldiers vomit is... You know, a non-violent means. More but, humane, uh, I guess. It's it's pretty violent, though, if you're on the receiving yeah, still, end of it's that. It's still not nice. And here's the thing. This is the interesting thing. I bet you a non-lethal gun would be easier to get soldiers to use. You remember that whole study about how lots of soldiers miss on purpose? Or maybe not even on purpose, but they miss. They fire above above people's heads and stuff they it's hard to get people to kill other people uh, well i mean that makes sense i don't know the specific study you're talking about but i mean that's why they give uh, people don't like I mean, unless you're a psychopath people don't like killing other people even in times of yeah. war i mean that's why they give um uh i think it's the japanese who have multiple buttons for the um for their lethal uh, a method of killing. I can't remember if it's a hanging or injection or shock or whatnot, but like five people press the button at once. That way you don't know, they don't yeah, know I mean, who is, is actually responsible for causing the death of somebody. Would happen with, um, uh, with, uh, firing squads. Firing squads. Yeah, exactly. Uh, everybody has a blank except for one guy or whatever. Yep. Um, or, <laughs> it's or like Russian roulette all at once. Or one guy has a blank and everyone else can say, oh, well, maybe I was probably the guy. Um, <laughs> the other thing that I wanted to mention, you mentioned electricity, right? Yeah. Um, well, well, I did and then you did. We, we, we were talking about electricity is what I can say. Um, I was reminded of something that I learned when I was a low-volt uh, technician guy. Um, electricity does not travel through wires. When we get electricity in our house it's not traveling through the wire it's traveling on the outside of the wire it's traveling around the wire and that's significant because there's this there's this um kind of weird experiment that if you if you turn on a switch right the the light, especially a, a like a, a LED light, this is is more of an example. Will turn on instantaneously faster than it would take the speed of light to go around the wires that hook up to it. But the yeah. reason is because it's the energy isn't all traveling in that wire. It's actually on the outside, 
And the outside of that wire and the outside on the inside, <laughs> the outside of the inside, the fields around the wires, right? Depending on, on the configuration, can actually touch each other before the energy from, like, the battery or the power source goes all the way through all the wires because it doesn't go through the wires. It's around the wires. And it's a magnetic field and an electrical field. And that's what makes the power go. You can tell when my when my lack of knowledge kind of kicked in there, but it's true. I'll have to go look and see what kind of bulbs we have in the green room here because it's an interesting phenomenon when you... So there's... You know the green room here at Annex. You, we yep. have these uh, ceiling lights. There's a bank. Hey, Ben, like, what color know, is the green room? Why, it is green, Paul. Hey. Uh, anyway, so when you turn the lights on, like these four lights go on, and then those two lights go on. It's this weird, like, momentary, you know, uh, one sixteenth of a second beat, but it's still noticeable. And, you know, to, to somebody... It looks like, oh, it just takes the electricity that much longer to get there. But I think what's going, what's happening is we have LED bulbs in the first bank and incandescent bulbs yeah. in the second bank. And they just take a bit longer to charge, to, to fully uh, illuminate. I'll have to go look at that. Do you remember, were you with me when Michael Hayes uh, had a concert that he did in Georgetown? I was was this in uh, in like the rehearsal space in like a felt like a warehouse? Yeah, yeah. He um that that's exactly right. He had to stop the concert a little bit uh, and like take a break and figure out something because the signal that was going through uh he had a he had a synthesizer that he was playing and the signal that was going through had just enough latency where he would press the key and it would it would still go off, but it would go off like a split second longer yeah. than it needed to be, and it was just throwing him off. And then he fixed it, and then everything worked out. Yeah, I don't remember but, him doing that, but I have. I've. I mean, I, I remember being there with Steven, and you were probably there as well. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Uh, I mean, that was that was a neat, a neat little, a neat little place and time, Georgetown during the, those times. Half an hour, Ben. We've been talking for half an hour. Just wanted to let you know. <laughs> Boy, the time just flies by. I went to a uh, uh, I went to a show at the Tacoma Dome, and uh, the band was on one end of the dome. I sat on the other end of the dome, and it was really weird because I could see like the the drummer hit something, and then I heard <laughs> it because yep. I was so far away, the sound took so long to get to me, but it was still, it was, I want to say it was still synced up to the large video monitors. So the large video monitors, I think this, yeah, that's, if you watch the large, if you watch the, the large video monitor, it was in time. If I watch the large video monitor, because the large video monitor was delayed just enough that the, to where the sound finally synced back up when the sound got to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had this it's thing It's a weird little bit of physics there. When I was a kid, I would, I would watch the farmer, Alan Bertels, next door to me, pounding fence posts sometimes. 
And that would always happen, is you'd see him hit the post, and then you'd bang, hear it. Bang. Bang. And I always thought it was cool. It was a, it was a neat little, little trick about how physics work. Here's something else that I don't hear people talk about a lot, and maybe it's just me, but but I do remember this. I used to, famously, I I stopped running every once in a while and would like hide, and my dad would watch me with binoculars, and when I would get back and pretend like I had been running, he'd say, "I saw you. You never came out from behind that hill," that sort of thing. Um, so, one thing that would happen is, you know, they would be walking on their on the roads, you know, the farmers and everything like that. And when you're far enough away and you see a human being walking towards you, you can't tell which direction they're walking in. Because their their features are, you know, small enough that you can't tell which way they're facing. You and you can tell that they're walking, you can see mm-hmm. their arms swinging and their legs moving, but the size difference between where you're at and where they're at, they're far enough away that they don't seem to change size Right. at first. You have to look away and then look back, and then you can usually tell. But your mind uh, is readjusting when you're looking. There is a shot, I think it's Lawrence of Arabia, where um, they're in in the desert, and in this scene, you can see... I don't know, Lawrence of Arabia on his horse, riding out of, um, like, an optical illusion that happens in the desert. You know, it's like, yeah. the, uh, the it looks like it's, like, shiny and, like, yep. water, and then there's, it's just kind of, like, fuzzy because um, uh, uh, the light is going through all this dust and crap to get to you. Well, apparently they, they created a, a, uh, a lens, a really long, long lens, specifically for that shot, Used it for that one shot and never used it again. Wow. So there's this really long, expensive lens uh, hanging out in the, you know, in some back room at whoever shot that movie. I don't even know, like Warner Brothers or something. The, uh, I mean, that that phenomenon, that, that thing that happens in the desert, it happens here in Illinois, too. I mean, maybe it happens in Washington. Um, I don't know if it gets hot enough or if it's humid enough. But where you'll get what looks like puddles on the road yeah. when you're driving towards yeah, yeah. them, and then they'll they'll disappear. And um, and so what I'm saying is, you and I need to go and get that lens, and then make our own. Just film an entire shot. movie only with that lens. Exactly. That's right. That's right. We have to be like three miles away from our subject. Just. <laughs> I mean, somebody should. It, and this is the thing, is that whenever I think somebody should do that, why not me? Why not so, you, Paul? Yeah, exactly. Well, because I don't live in California, and yeah. you don't live in California. We, we don't we, Also, we don't know anyone in the film industry, really. You know, there's a lot well, of Well, uh, you know John Hamm, and I know Joel McHale, between the Jeez, two of us. You know Joel McHale more than I know John Hamm, though. That's I thing. wouldn't say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, well, yeah, that's a good point. When I knew him, we were equals. I mean, not really, but when Yeah, but when I knew of. him, he was, when I knew Joel, he was a grad student, but he had been on TV for a while, so. Yeah, and you were, you were a guy. I was, a, I was an undergrad and an intern. I, I still I still one of my favorite line readings that you that you had 
was um, I something 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 and it was glued shut. Oh yeah. You were you were buying what was the what was the musical group? So you... the the um the conceit of the sketch was that Matt Smith, the purveyor of this CD shop, would take CDs that he didn't like, switch out the discs to songs he thought people should listen to, and uh and and when people bought these CDs, they would co come up and complain that they're Ani DeFranco CD was was switched up for Helen Ready, you know, something like that. Yeah. So my line was, I go up and I say, um, I, I, I picked up the Spice Girls CD, but when I tried to open it, I realized it had been glued shut. Yeah. And then and, Matt and Smith goes and he's like, pretends to use, oh, you can use it as a table shim or a Frisbee or whatnot. Yeah. The, the thing, the is, thing I, I remember just, about that, you did not break. I was just telling this story to someone recently because I was so proud of myself that I didn't break that entire time, but the camera wasn't even on me. <laughs> yeah, it's like when Sigourney Weaver made that shot, but uh, it goes out of frame, so you can't. Um, here's something. I, I mean, for this is this is good. This is what you come to the Goody Lawrence podcast to hear about uh, tales of the of the performance art. Uh, Anecdotes of our flirtation with fame. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> Speaking you... of websites that don't exist anymore, what happened to like lol cats or whatever? That oh, was? does it? Is it gone now? Did they? Uh, I can has cheeseburger. Is that still yeah. a thing? I don't know. Maybe I. This is I. I just just between you and me. This is one of those things that ended on the cutting room floor when we were doing that thing where I would I would complain about working there during the breaks and just how I thought that the business model was so bad and <laughs> and like just laid out. Here's the thing. If you have a picture, they'll try to buy it. And if you won't sell it to them, they'll get another cat, change the words a little bit, move it around, and then they'll sell that instead. And no one will remember your cat because their cat is now the real one. Stuff like that. Uh, they yeah. did not like me. The um, no, I... When I say they, I mean the people who ran the, the thing. And I think that their dislike of me uh, was what eventually killed the uh, the show. That and also, I think the show should have stayed on Animal Planet. Because it's not really a Bravo thing. Yeah, it was when it on started Animal out, Planet? No, when it started out, it was going to be on Animal Planet. Oh. And then they got yeah, to Bravo. Because <clears throat> if it had been on Animal Planet, we'd still be making it, probably. I just, I mean, Animal Planet might not have put your finale at 1.30 in the morning. Exactly. That's right. So, <laughs> so, but, but what was I talking about that I got on to, oh, um, us, uh, and, and, uh, our, our thing. Yes. Uh, the biggest, the biggest thing, uh, you, Ben Lawrence, the, you know, half of Goody Lawrence, you not breaking because you don't break. Hardly ever. So there's a talk. I and you know what? Search the audio because it might have mentioned this already. Um, Terminator X DJ for Public Enemy. I and yes, I'm going to compare it to Public Enemy. It makes sense. <laughs> um, said that that Chuck D was so solid that he could throw in like crazy sounds and Chuck D could rap over it and would still work 
Oh, you know? he, would he try? Would would X try to uh, throw off Chuck D? No, he wouldn't try to throw off <clears throat> Chuck D. But he he did experiment a lot with a lot. I mean, if you right. listen, if you listen to what Public Enemy was doing, uh, you know, and other stuff around that time, they were taking crazy chances with like sirens and and all sorts of you know stings and stuff like that. That um, you know, jarring sometimes. Not everything was nice, and it was wonderful. Um, But part of that was because Chuck D was so solid. Uh, You can look for the quote. I'm sure that it's out there somewhere. But the the thing is, you, Ben, the fact that you don't break allowed us to do some stuff that if if it were two people... Grinning like idiots, uh, it wouldn't have worked. <laughs> so I think I've ever... lost. I th- I think I've lost that talent. I haven't. Uh, I because I my my face belies my emotions a little too much these days. Yeah, I don't know. I I, fe- I, I think it's just like riding a bike. All you gotta do is get mad at what I'm doing, and then it's fine. <laughs> I was often. I was often. Um, uh, called out because I was about I, I was about to say something that I thought was funny. Yeah. So. Oh, and people would go, Ben. Ben, what are you? What, what are you, you gonna got say? One in the one of the chambers. Here we go. <laughs> Some yeah, kind of sitting here like a grinning dum dum. Um. Yeah, but Naked Ladies was a lot of fun in that regard too. I think you're right in that it would have been like seeing people break on stage is novel and fun but not if it's the entire show that's right that's right and and the other thing is that uh having that i'm not going to say i'm not going to say gravitas but having that that juxtaposition you know i i I talked about this before on the podcast one of the things that i really liked that wasn't a put on but but seemed really odd was as we got into it and as we like learned a little bit more about stuff like we we started thinking about safety and and we started going okay well so if if i throw the pillow at you it could actually end the audience so we want to be angled this way and we want to do this and what kind of what kind of floor is this what are we doing you know that that sort of thing i like that a lot professional performance artists always thinking of everything there was one act that i think only performed once it's been the ball but i thought it was really interesting they were like you might actually remember this too improv movement people it was a improv movement it was a man and a woman and they would they would they would they weren't dancing they were just moving in the space in weird ways and they'd like they'd like get in each other's ways and, and one would lean on the other one or lift the other mm. one up and stuff. I don't, I don't remember more of, exactly. More of a how... dance piece than, but, uh... yeah, but not dancing more like a weird physical, yeah. you know what it is? It's Buto physical comedy is what I would it's, say. It sounds like a sort of, uh, viewpoints ish for, um, like activity. Maybe so. Yeah. I, I'm not very remember... familiar with viewpoints. I don't think, because I remember when we were workshopping ATF, we had a rehearsal where we did something like that, where it was a lot of, like, two people 
just like making shapes with each other. I do remember that. Yeah. Um, I I did not remember this. Uh, Jennifer uh, mentioned it, and I completely forgot about it. Um, because I don't know if they ever talked about, it, but she she actually was n- not selected to be in it. You know, she was there for the original workshop, and I was like, "Why didn't you? Why didn't you continue?" And she's like, "Tom Wisely said no to me." He and, cut a number she said, of people. Like one of the one of the hardest things about that, or or not hardest, like you know, hardest to. Like she wasn't broken up about it, but the, the one of the things that she found so frustrating about it is that he sat her down and said, "You have to commit to this. If you're doing this, you have to commit." Yeah. Are you committed to it? And she was like, "Yes." You know, and and then after all that, it didn't happen. But um, I remember uh, Tom Molesky, Moles- Mo- Mo- Tom, the Molesky. other Tom, Molesky, um, left. Yeah. Because he went on vacation and came back and couldn't do a magic trick. And Tom wisely, like, yelled at him in front of people. Not yelled at him, like, like super angry, but, like, what's your what's your deal, man? A lot of people learned uh, a lot of things about a lot of other people during that process. Absolutely. That's right. Um, yeah. And, and certain things weren't handled the best way. That they could have been. There should have been. I mean, it would have been an interesting uh, sort of like devised performance documentary if we'd had a camera crew following us. Oh yeah, the for entire sure. Entire year, and like had full access. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You know, I don't talk about work, but I'm gonna say something that I tell people at work sometimes. <laughs> One time. I was in a, I was, I do theater stuff. One time I was in a show and there was a guy uh, who was directing people and, and had a tall person, a medium sized person, and a short person stand on each other's shoulders, three, a, a stack of three people high, everybody's standing on each other's shoulders. And he says to them, okay, now just fall forward. And they're like, I don't want to. And he's like, it's going to be fine. <laughs> just fall forward. And Just do when it. they when they do, everyone is kind of okay. Uh, they they don't <laughs> do a good job, and they're like, "How did you know that would work?" And he said, "I didn't." And so, if you're gonna ask me to do something, I'm I'm not sure if I'm going to just do it because yeah, uh, that was not me. I don't think it was you either. I think it might have been. I don't remember doing that. I think it might have been uh, Ron. I think Ron might have been one of them. I don't know. Ron was Ron was up for anything though, pretty much. I don't I don't remember him saying nope, no thank you. Yeah. Let's see who did it end up. Who did the cast end up being? It was Paul Bedridis, you and me, John, you and me, John McKenna, John McKenna, Chris um, McDonald, Chris McDonald, Kira. No, not I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Uh, what's her? What was her name? Um, well, Susan Segala was one of the actresses. Um, who's the Who's the older woman with with blonde hair? Was that Susan? That was That was Susan. Yeah. 
she i i really liked working with her she uh had some good ideas sybil darling uh, sybil yeah and i'm gonna have to look this person up um surprised i can't uh remember her name oh right right i know who you're talking about because Kira McDonald was part of the process, but she also left. Oh man, this is gonna drive me crazy because I can't oh, yeah. look her up because I don't know what her name is. Um, and it's it, just for the for the people listening. If you're listening to this. It's not that we never knew what her name was or whatever. We knew what her name was. We we talked to her I for even, a very long time. I even did a spin the bottle performance with her at one point. Um, I'm wondering if I can look it up. Yeah. Well, while, while you're while I'm, you're looking up, because yeah, let's let's do yeah, that. Uh, entertain I'll, the friends. This is gonna I'll bother talk, me. I'll talk a little bit about, um, you know what, what I feel like um, is maybe not not exactly interesting, but my uh, there's there's drama happening in the in the indie RPG scene again. Oh uh, no! Did I mention this already? The that now that people are mad at TSR, other people are like, you should also be mad at any large role-playing <laughs> game creator. Um, and other people are taking that out of context and blah, 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 blah. But the big thing is that somebody wrote something to the effect of, you know, I, I just made a game and I'm selling it and I haven't even sold 10 copies. Or something to that effect. Like, mad and frustrated um, because they're not... People aren't aren't seeing it. And I think about theater all the time whenever people say that, right? Because, like, yeah, you can put up on a show and get very small houses, right? Did you waste your time doing the show, though? I don't think so. You know, if, if you're involved in the arts... You definitely want people to see it. You want people to experience it and all that. But it doesn't mean that you're guaranteed to. And if you if you don't see any value in doing something that only a few people see, it may not be the best use of your time, I guess is what I would say. Well, there's... There's a certain thing that happens in certainly fringe theater. So it sounds like it also happens in the indie RPG realm where if you produce a play, let's say you produce like a brand new original work. Yeah. And there's this sense that I get that, um, that people owe it to you to see your play. Right. Whereas, no. I mean, you have to market it, and it should be good, but um, people are not obligated to see the thing that you worked hard on. Yeah. 
Exactly. Or, or uh, to that effect, like it. Um, exactly. I'm, I'm gonna. You're, you're gonna know who I'm talking about. Um. I went to a reading that somebody had for a play of theirs, and yeah. they were soliciting feedback, and nobody said anything, because they were all <laughs> this person's friend, and they didn't like it. And the person who was soliciting feedback said, did anyone else here just see a play? Let's talk about it. (laughs) And I believe Brett Fetzer was there, I want to say. And he talked about it. Brett's good for, yeah, telling you the truth. Um, But but he was waiting. He He was waiting. And then once he did, I mean, and his criticism was, you know, valid and constructive and all that. But you could tell that that wasn't what the person really was expecting. They wanted yeah. to be told that they did a good job and that people liked the play. Um, I, I, you know, I, you know, pot kettle, all that. Uh, I stopped working on red shirts after the read through when people had notes for me, and I was like, I'm not doing that. No, thank you. It made Jennifer Kion. really, uh, really annoyed with me because she upset the whole thing up. And then I got yeah. the feedback. I was like, yeah, I don't want this. It's one of the reasons why I've stopped doing a bunch of stuff. Although, I think, have I mentioned that um, for my birthday, I've hired Jennifer to do... Uh, yeah, I did. I, I hired Jennifer yeah, to do yeah, Mario yeah. and the Magicians. Um, and, and you know, that's the the one thing... I, I don't know if I mentioned this when we talked about last night, because I went off on it a little bit. Um... We talked a lot Did about I mention it. already the thing about how it was a it was a, a a kind of a a pushback on the the cross casting thing that was getting people mad? Yeah. And I was like, okay, well then fine. It that's not what it says in the books. Well, now it does say it in the books. So, so go ahead and don't complain about it. That's some um, forward thinking there, making your lead character a person of color just to head off the uh, fact that there might be complaints when a movie is made and the characters, uh, lead characters, a person of color. Yeah, and I guess the, the big thing is that <clears throat> I, I I feel like whenever I watch uh, I, I mean uh, I, I watched a thing recently, a comedy thing and it was from you know, like several years ago and every I couldn't figure out what was wrong with it and then I realized everyone in it was a white person and it felt wrong to me and I think that's okay I think it's okay to go huh huh I don't I don't know now granted Ben the diversity in Goody Lawrence is uh, small uh, two white guys, not a lot yeah, of diversity. Yeah, and, and that's and that's it, right? The podcast, the the thing. But I feel like you know what you what you have to do if you are uh, what do they call it in in Great Britain uh, when you're a two pe- a two person act, a double act? I think Maybe. when you're a double act, you just you just have to make sure that. That when you work with other people, you expand your your horizons. So, like, if yeah. we were going to put a show together, 
a night a night of whatever with with Ben and Paul um, we we would not want to cast just white people as right. an example oh and that's and that's something fun uh, for those of you who are listening it's um let's see March 2nd or 3rd March 2nd uh, 2023 and uh, Scott Adams creator of Dilbert uh, <laughs> just racist himself out of Bef- before we get to that I just want to mention this before I forget it the, yeah. per, uh, the person whose name I was trying to remember was Kiana Rain Kiana Rain Kiana Rain who, who yeah did not, not only uh, did she uh not only is she in ATF, a burlesque with us, she also filmed scenes for the the bullet catcher that never happened. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah. She is now an MMA fighter. She deserves it. Do you remember her <laughs> her kickboxing stuff that she did? Oh, yeah. We had she audition was... stuff. and yeah. Oh, man. That's great. She's now my favorite MMA fighter. <laughs> We if you are should, on social medias, I would tell you to uh, to look her up. You should get her as a guest on the podcast. <laughs> Reach out to uh, her on social media and say, "See what hey, I can do." Yeah, do you want to talk uh, MMA stuff with with Ben? So, yeah, we don't know um, anything about it. Uh, but yeah, going back, Dilbert creator Scott Adams surprised that he's losing all of his work because he's a racist. Well, and and granted, now now this is where Stephen will call me out for being too specific, but I think it should be noted that that you know we're calling him a racist. Uh, you know, it's up for debate because maybe. he said, he said racist uh, things. You should get the hell away from black people, which you know. <laughs> He's promoting I segregation. Could, yeah, I could see that that someone he could says listen black to that people are a hate group, and and go <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe this guy is saying racist things, uh, and I don't think anyone can fault us for drawing that conclusion from. But but the thing is, the other thing is that it's it's um, it was based on a poll that he read where like. Where where some black respondents to the poll said it it's, was they it, thought it's not okay to be white. I think it, is it, what the, so so Rasmussen the the pollsters were yeah. are a notoriously right wing poll group, and they asked black people what they thought of the phrase or if they thought the phrase it's okay to be white is racist. Now there's a lot wow. to unpack there because wow. yeah, it's yeah. okay to be white is was created by the same people who like created all lives matter it is an inherently racist saying it's it, yeah. it's not like oh you know it's not there's yeah there's context there do you think do you <laughs> think all lives matter is a racist statement yeah crazily That's... enough yes and the reason is because it has to be taken into context. That's crazy. I thought I thought it was just, and I'm serious about this. When when they said it, I thought it was just, um, you know, do you think it's okay to be a white person? And and twenty people or twenty percent or whatever said, no, I don't. And I was gonna go, you know what? <laughs> Looking at the history, one hundred percent understandable. I I'm not gonna fault you for that. 
Um, yeah, so the I poll mean, was basically a troll. Yeah. Now that I know that, it's even worse. Uh, all the all the stuff because he he did not he did not act like that. He seemed very Pollyannish about it a little bit. Right. Like, oh, yeah. these mean people. Why are they? Why are they being so mean? And now I lost my thing. I I don't know, man. <clears throat> I hope it doesn't happen to us. It feels like it feels like a sickness, right? But I think all that it is is people start feeling, oh, I'm gonna lose, I'm gonna lose some of the stuff that I have been handed to me. There. Uh, I'm gonna. I better. I better work. You know, to keep it, or you know, did we talk about this already? That that maybe it's not. Yeah, I think we mentioned this with Dennis Miller. That Dennis Miller was kind of the same. He didn't really change. Right. It's just that Society his audience changed. changed right, yeah. and he was. Oh yeah, we talked about this with um, you know, what would have happened with George Carlin had he still been around. Right. But I mean, I, I still, I still totally stand by the idea that that you have to keep adjusting your worldview as the Overton window changes. I'm and eventually little, I think people just get tired. I'm a little afraid that we're headed towards a sort of dystopian future where people who think like you and me um, mm -hmm. are, are going to be the ones who are made fun of because because they have changed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There was a there was a bill that was put forth in Florida recently that would have made it illegal to be a democrat in Florida. And now chances are this bill is a troll by some right-wing MAGA yeah. Republican. However, if it passes the chambers in the Florida legislature, I can see Ron DeSantis signing that bill. And Ron DeSantis is a presidential contender. I can see a a weird a dystopian Ron DeSantis-led presidency. You know, we thought Trump was bad. Ron DeSantis actually knows what he's doing. Yeah, here's a, here's a question for you, Ben. If it came down to it, which would you do? And the answer is I I think I have an Irish grandpa somewhere. Let me just <laughs> see if they still have their their standard uh I know if there's immigration if, policy. If, if if the US starts to take political prisoners because you believe that um black lives matter, that a woman should control her own body, that uh trans men are men, trans women are women, you know, uh that um, everybody should get a, a, you know, that equal equal pay for equal work. You know, if that's yeah. if that's what's gonna put me in prison because I believe those things, prison is gonna end up being the cool place. It's just like <laughs> it's it's just like how the bad neighborhoods, quote unquote, become the center for arts because that's yeah. where the where the people end up. And then all these people are going to try to get into prison because that's where all the fun, interesting stuff is happening. And then we're going to be gentrified out of prison with all exactly. the fascists. Exactly. That, that, <laughs> that is right. Ben, we have our next script. <laughs> 
the gentrification of the oh, oh man yeah 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 that's not bad that's not bad <laughs> did you get arrested just so that that we'd listen to your cd hey man <laughs> it's it's not like that uh how did you get this screenplay in here no i really do think ben and and this is this is me being totally serious i feel like we're gonna change enough hopefully that the younger generations don't hate us like outright hate us but we are going to still be more conservative than they are there's going to be a thing where where we're like i don't know man i i feel like i feel like I liked it when I turned on the TV and I didn't have to convince it to go to a channel. That's I think that's what it's going to be. I'm not positive about this, but I think AI is where the new the new thing is going to go. Where we're like, yeah. I liked it when my machines just did what I told them. And they're like, what are you saying? I... Yeah, I, I already I already can see myself becoming an old man and and wanting to be mired in my ways. I can't rem I can't think of any specific examples right now, um, but I don't know if you've heard about this. There's a thing that I read today that where, where like even if the universe uh, the universe the U.S. doesn't slide into a dystopian fascist future, it's yeah. still going to be um, an electronic hellscape. Ford just filed a patent that will let the car repossess itself should you fall behind on payments. Yeah, I saw that, and which is nuts. Sony actually uh, proposed a patent for a smart TV that only allows you to skip commercials if you stand up and yell out the name of the advertiser. So let's say you're watching a McDonald's commercial. To get, to, to get back to your program, you have to yell McDonald's at the TV. And then yeah, they'll go I'm not back buying, to... I'm not buying that TV. But I'll tell you the this. The best singer. <laughs> um, the, 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 the car, right? Repossessing itself. Yeah. All that says to me is, I'm not going to buy a car. There are going to yeah. be plenty of services that will rent me a car. For, le and, and for less than the car payment, like... You know what I mean? Like, like I won't do maintenance on it. I won't do any of this. I'll just have a car that that I can call. We're already getting into that point. I mean, the the whole car repossessing itself is a few years down the road. But already, BMW has subscription services for their cars. Like, you have to pay an add-on subscription to enable your heated seats on wow, certain yeah. models of BMW. I mean, that's the subscription thing is something that I really don't like. Um, Again, the way that I would get around it is just think to myself, well, you know, what are the benefits of subscribing to things? Software, not that many, right? But, like, for Dropout uh, and Taskmaster Plus and all that, by subscribing, I'm a, I'm supporting that company, you know, making yeah. making new shows for me. Wow, we're already past. I, I've got passionate about this, Ben. Sorry. <laughs> I know. We'd like to uh, um, send a note to our affiliates down the line. We're going long tonight. Yeah. So um, I'll tell you what, Ben. Let's, let's go ahead and end it uh, here at a minute seven on, uh, by, by my... An hour seven. Oh, yeah, that's what I meant. An hour seven. <laughs> uh, but I could talk to you forever, Ben, because I like you and I enjoy our talks.
All right, Paul, and uh, good talk today. And, uh, well, I'll uh, hope you keep it wrong, and I will see you next week. Hey, keep it wrong, man, and I'll see you next week. Uh, And hopefully I'll see you next week on time. On time. (laughs) Thanks, man. And we're clear.